0: Hey Vic, I want to bribe our audience Oh, and I know that that's maybe like questionable behavior. Do it. The amount of people that follow and subscribe this podcast is so low comparatively to the amount of people who listen every week. How low? It's 2%. So if you look (gasps) at our follows, even on like Spotify, it's like 500 people follow, but then there's like thousands and thousands and thousands that listen every week. And I was like, holy shit. Excuse me. (laughs) I know. But I don't think people realise how much it helps by hitting the follow button or the subscribe button. And we didn't know till recently either. So if you listen to this podcast regularly and you like the conversations we're having, we would love to ask you the tiniest favour. Please, please, please click follow or subscribe. Gosh, that sounded very desperate. But we
1: are desperate. (laughs) We We are a bit though. And it only takes two seconds and it helps so much. So please. And... You also won't miss out on any episodes of Our Lovely Voices, which, heaven forbid, you might
0: miss out on an episode and not get the content. Oh, gosh. Do you know what I've just realized, though? I said at the beginning of this that we'd bribe them. What are we bribing them with? Click follow or subscribe and you'll find out. I know what it is. If you hit and follow, subscribe, whatever it's called. Oh gosh, what sh- What are you giving away? <laughs> no, 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 I was just going to mean because it means our show can get better and we can spend more money in the production and we can get better guests and like it just makes such a difference. So if you like the show, it takes two seconds to follow. But then what that does in terms of how we can then grow the podcast, phenomenal. Phenomenal. So that's the bribe. If you wouldn't mind, we'd really love that. Thank you.
2: Welcome to the Curve Podcast, a conversation for women who want to learn more about money, their money, for the future they want to have. We're all busy, and the pursuit for financial confidence and increasing your wealth should be a simple one. That's why the Curve was created. This podcast is for women to learn about investing in a non scary or intimidating way. With short episodes, you'll have time to learn, digest, and understand everything to do with the world of investing don't expect to be an expert on day one. No question is a silly question. If you're asking it, so is everyone else. So thank you for being here and for listening, because together we really can raise the curve. We are back,
0: we are back, we We are are back. back. We should never do that again. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Today we are going to be going into a less endearing investing example. We didn't want to call it a bad
1: example, but it's an example that just doesn't tick all those boxes that we mentioned in how to pick a winner, and so its share price has reflected that.
0: So, is this a New Zealand example or an overseas example? A New Zealand one. Well, let's hope no one's listening who you know works for the company. <laughs> I know. Apologies in advance. I do
1: know people that work here, and oh, do
0: I? <laughs> Probably. Oh, dear. Dun, dun, dun. What is it? (laughs) Rum roll. It's Sky TV. Oh, yes, do know. Now,
1: I just want to caveat this discussion (laughs) with just because an investment doesn't tick these boxes doesn't mean it can't do well. Okay. So I know I've harped on about saying that there's these five attributes, but that's just to limit your risk. And that's what I do when I invest. But a lot of people have made a lot of money and companies that don't take those. And things always change with businesses. They get different management teams, they pivot their businesses to
0: target different
1: industries or customers. So Businesses are dynamic and they're going to change all the time.
0: What you're trying to say is that just because a business ticks three or five of your suggestions around how to pick a winning investment does not mean that that business is not going to be flamingly successful. And it doesn't
1: mean it's going to go to zero either. It's it's just a checklist for you when you're investing.
0: Well, I think it's a really good starting point as well. Especially for a beginner like me who has no idea what to look Mm. for. And it just makes our brains as beginners start to think about what's important when it comes to a good investment. Exactly. And the universe, the investing universe is huge
1: and it can be overwhelming in terms of where do I even start looking for an investment idea or a good investment. And so, with those five attributes, it, it does narrow your universe a bit so therefore it doesn't seem overwhelming so with Sky TV so its share price has unfortunately gone to gone from its highs at $3.50 to now trading at around 20 cents so and the business has gone through a lot of changes a lot of management changes business changes um you know and it's been around for a long time so it's but I Looking at the business today and looking at the industry that it participates in, in my opinion, is in a somewhat declining structural growth industry. Mm. Industries like that would be, like you mentioned, the newspaper industry, magazine industry, and and nothing against people that that own or work in newspapers or magazine companies. It's just, I'm just saying. It's not
0: growing exponentially. It's not growing as fast. As on. a Netflix, for example. Exactly. Well, people's habits are changed totally. in terms of the way they consume content and television. And so I think... That is such a huge part of why that company would have dropped in share price, right? Because everyone's habits and the way they interact with that particular product is so different. Exactly, now. and it's companies like sugar manufacturing companies. You know, as, as people
1: started to see sugar as being bad. Oh my god, remember Chelsea? That's still around,
0: is it? Yeah, it's, it's not listed, but. but still, like that's a great example. They used to advertise all the time, mm. <laughs> and companies like. Oil and gas companies, you know, with
1: such a shift to clean energy and climate change and global warming, like a lot of those businesses are, can't
0: adapt because where they are is not in a structural growth industry, and it's not something you can pivot. And investors don't want to invest in that; it's kind of seems seems dirty,
1: it's, you know. So, so you don't get that investor demand, which drives a share price as well. Some people say cinemas. Are, That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. So, with the rise of Netflix, cinema industries could be of somewhat a declining industry. I mean, I went to the cinema for the first time the other week in about four or five
0: years. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe and, it's and having when, a resurgence. But when are they ever full? Like, yeah. you don't often go to a cinema and it's packed. But there's a lot of cinema companies that have probably
1: been able to pivot to more gaming or, or something like that. I'm not saying that all cinema companies are bad. I'm just saying industry in general, less people going to cinemas because they've now got Netflix, that kind of thing. is it's, it's a very broad broad statement. But Sky TV was and has been impacted by the rise of, of Netflix, for example, and people being able to have much cheaper subscriptions to one platform at Netflix or multiple, like maybe you've got a Neon and a Netflix and you get your movies and your access to movies from that. Therefore, the Sky TV's offering is less compelling because they used to offer movies and sport and your entertainment
0: and being able to record something and not have to watch it live was like game changer exactly. back in the day. I remember when like my planner came out and you mm-hmm. could record the news or record a doco and watch it later. Or like series link the Kardashians. Oh, oh <laughs> my god, series link. Whereas now that's just a given. Everyone expects you to be able to watch it when you want to watch it. And well, and all the TV
1: channels now have a TV on demand where you can watch it when you want. And so it's just it's lost a lot of customers or failed to gain new customers particularly our age group I don't have a sky network uh, do at, I. or sky box in my in my house my, my, my parents do they're so hard to get rid of as well mm. yeah so they're not they're not in an industry that's that's growing at a really fast rate and the company's not managed by a founder or The CEO doesn't own a lot of a lot of stock, so again, it's not it's not run like a a growth business with a founder who's really passionate about
0: growing it. It was historically when those people leave, it almost is this giant flag or like siren that's like, I don't believe in this anymore. Neither should you. You know, like if you're aware of that and you're looking for investments Mm. to yeah to see that founder bail out because they don't see any more opportunity there it's definitely yeah. an interesting
1: it is a red flag but I mean there's a lot of there's also a lot of examples where new CEOs can actually
0: turn things around turn things
1: around and it's not all bad Some maybe the founder has
0: got, new opportunities or
1: he's got really old and he's not making the best decisions anymore and he's not that interested and and therefore new CEO younger that's why Mark Zuckerberg He's still only in his 30s, maybe he's 40 now, but he's got that tenure still of like... Fire in his belly.
0: He knows what's going on. Yeah. It's similar to shares when you say just because someone's selling it doesn't mean that it's a bad investment. There's many reasons why that person might be selling. It's not solely because of them thinking it's a bad investment. They might need it for personal reasons or... And it's the same when it comes to a founder. Exactly. And
1: there is a point where a company starts looking attractive from a valuation standpoint when a share price has fallen so much. So I'll explain that in terms of if they owned a lot of assets. So say they owned a lot of property. It was a retailer and they actually owned the, the retail stores, for example. Therefore, when the share price gets to a certain level, so say the share price was below the value of that property, then that would seem like a good investment because you 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 know the property is the asset, if that makes sense. No, nah, you um, yeah, so. sorry. So I guess I'm saying that there's a point where where a company there's a there's a share price or valuation point where a company starts looking attractive because of the assets it owns. Let's say that a company has share the share price had gone from three dollars fifty to twenty cents, but it had it had at least forty cents per share of cash on the balance sheet. Then that's a bargain. You're paying twenty cents for forty cents of cash, if that makes sense. So another example with in property, if you could value the property assets that a company owns, say they were worth two million dollars and the company itself was trading at one and a half million dollars, then that's a really attractive investment because you can see that they're sitting on two million dollars of property and you're paying one point five million for that two million. Does that make sense? So if you if you put that if you ended up having to liquidate and sell that property and you got two million dollars and you could give that back to shareholders, they would do better than what they bought in it. Exactly. I guess what I'm saying is there is a point where a share price could get to a point where the underlying assets of the business are greater than the share price or the value of the company itself. So the fourth attribute, if we look at revenue visibility, with Sky TV, if you aren't being able to access more customers and get more customers on board, you don't really, you can't really visualise where you're revenue is going to come from in the next 12 months 24 months and getting those customers becomes harder which means getting that revenue becomes harder so as an investor if I can't see where the revenue is coming from it makes me it makes it difficult to believe in the company and the vision of where it's going and see the growth and the revenue and the earnings yeah that makes sense I mean, there is something to be said for Sky TV in terms of the, the reach that they've got today and all those boxes that they've got in people's houses. That's quite a tangible asset in itself, having access to all those customers. You just need to really see them grow and, 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 and kind of... Change and, the way they're doing things Leverage now. Off, that, off that footprint that they've got. And then the strong balance sheet. So, so Sky TV's got about $100 million of debt at the moment.
0: Oh, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it is. It is quite scary to have that much debt. It does have cash though, so it's actually its debt level isn't isn't actually that high. But it's it's harder to have cash on the balance sheet as well if your businesses are growing, because you don't have that cash to to maintain on the balance sheet. If that makes sense, so you have your revenue, you pay away some in your expenses, then you get your earnings, and then you can retain some of those earnings to to invest back in the business. But if that revenue is struggling to grow. Again, you can't build up that bank of, of, of cash in order to help grow. So it's mm. it's kind of you end up in this a, a bit of a spiral sometimes. Yikes. Mm. Yeah, it's con- not to say they couldn't turn it around, though. Exactly. You could see that share price go from 20 cents to 40 cents. You double your money.
0: And but- you might also say you know who the CEO is and you really believe in that person and mm. you know that they're brilliant. And sometimes when share prices fall
1: to low levels, you do get in- increased interest. Another business might buy it. Oh, yeah, and they usually, in order to buy all the shares, for example, if they're taking over a company, they need to make it attractive enough for investors so that usually they would bid for that company at a premium to what the share price is trading at. So Sky TV, for example, is trading at twenty cents. You could have an overseas company come in and buy that. They want me to sell to them, so they need to make it worth my while. so got if it. i've if I've got so sitting there with the shares at twenty cents, they'll need to get they'll need to bid me. I mean, 30 cents is probably a lot. That's a, that's a decent premium. But then that would incentivize me to sell it to them and then they can buy it. And, and then it could
0: t- turn it around. Turn it around. I mean? They might
1: have the resources. They might see an opportunity that, that the current business hasn't. But they again, they, they're they like an investor. They need to see something in their business that they want to have access to, whether it's a patent, whether it's a great technology, access to customer data. Yeah, there needs to be a reason why they would want to buy that as well. Okay. You don't have to tick all those boxes but I prefer to tick as many of those boxes as possible cuz then it just limits the risk on my on the investments that I make.
0: You're covering your ass a bit really aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You're doing as much research to make as much of an educated decision as you possibly can. Exactly. And you're not going to get them all right. But as
1: long as it's in a structural growth industry with a passionate founder or management team with a competitive advantage, good revenue visibility and a strong balance sheet, I think you can sleep easier at night when you're investing in those companies.
0: I definitely think, I mean, I've heard you talk about how to pick a winner and the five things quite a lot, but hearing it broken down in an example where you can actually go into detail as to why different aspects, where it fell by the wayside or where it is doing really well, that was really helpful. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And I think also it's just like that thought process of, okay, I've found a company, now I'll dig into it and and, and look at those five aspects. It makes it feel more real having seen both sides like a good and a bad Balanced view Yes yeah, We're so educated All about balance Just like a healthy diet (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually starving thinking of that so let's wrap this one up I just also would like to make a quick shout out to all the men who have messaged us saying that they're listening (laughs) and also just say that you're not you are allowed to listen yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think they were like secretly new they were listening to an all-female podcast and weren't allowed but we're you all about educating allowed. the masses mm.
1: and anyone that can benefit from this podcast and the curve is
2: welcome are you ready to take control of your own financial freedom do you want to discover how you can grow what you already have the curve is here to help At The Curve, we are passionate about educating women to feel confident when it comes to growing their wealth. If you have any questions, get in touch with us via our socials at the underscore curve NZ and together, let's raise the curve.